This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. All right, Raider Nation, there you go. The first preseason of this ex- preseason game of this extended preseason is in the books. The Raiders 27, the Jaguars 11. We got your instant reaction uh, here on Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Thanks for being with us. Our second show of the day. Um, I think Mo's getting sick of me, and so I bring in my broadcast partner here, uh, Mr. Mo Moten. Hey, Mo, we saw some football. Man, it felt good, didn't it? It definitely felt good. Raiders fans are definitely in, in mid-season form. You got people cursing at me, people wondering where's my <laughs> halftime adjustment announcement. All that, all that coming in on day one. So it's fun. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and so what we want to do at the beginning of the show, and we're going to have him on uh, regularly throughout the season uh, for our voice of the fan. Because you know what? When it comes to Raider Nation. Uh, again, I always talk about Raider Nation having the best fans in all of sports, not just football, all of sports. And so we want to get to that reaction because that 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 emotional uh, fan reaction is so important. And and we want to do that. And to do that, we turn to one of my favorite guys out there. That, of course, is Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Make sure you subscribe to their channel on YouTube. Watch your show. It's not only great Raiders stuff and conversation, but the best personalities um, and all that stuff going on is fantastic. And so we bring in Murph now. Murph, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, football started again. How you feeling? Oh, my gosh. I'm fired up, man. You know, it's the first game of the preseason, but it's so good to see the silver and black. It's so good to see them on the field. It's so good to see the guys out there, especially the new players that we acquired in the offseason. You know, it was so good to see, you know, Devontae Adams and warmups and, you know, just, you know, Derek Carr on the field, just, it was, it's just so good to see the Raiders, man. So, yeah, I mean, the, you know, it's hard to have a lot of huge takeaways on a, on a yeah. game like this, but man, it's, it was just a lot of fun. And, and, and I, I want to say too, at the top, thank you guys for having me. And you are very kind with your words and, and feelings mutual about your guys' show. And, and I'm honored to be here and uh, to represent Raider nation here on, on your show on silver and black today. So thank you so very, very much for this opportunity. Well, no, thank you, man. And, and I'll tell you, Mo and I talk about it all the time off the show that, you know, there's great fan created content out there. Right. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes the big media players like to downplay it. We don't, we know how important it is. Uh, and, and we believe that you do it so well uh, and it's just phenomenal. And, and I watch all the time, as you know, and so we appreciate you being here. And again, it's, it's important to get the fan voice on there too. Mo and I always try, even though Mo grew up a, a Raiders fan, 
we always try. He's a journalist too, so he we, we always try to be objective, uh, and and that's great. But I think sometimes you miss it because you want that fan interaction. So we're gonna start right in and ask you kind of what were your first impressions seeing this team under Josh McDaniels? Of course, we had the question marks. Me and Mo both said, hey, okay, offensive line, some of the defensive line, defensive backs, of course, how would they look? Give us your initial reaction. What were you happy with uh, and maybe what concerned you? I was happy with Mark Davis flying in the face of danger <laughs> eating a chicken wing with a white shirt. Like that to me was that set it off. Oh my you know? god! So I, that that was that was very impressive. Uh, only only you know second, just a very close second to that was Amir Abdullah in his David Lee Roth circa Van Halen World <laughs> Invasion tour kicks that he's doing in the end zone. Like absolutely impressive. But no, in all seriousness, um, you know I think we were looking. You know, offensive line has been the big question of the offseason, right? And what these yeah. guys were going to look like. You know, and, and so it was very interesting to see Brandon Parker starting off at left tackle. I don't think that surprised anybody that that Colton Miller wasn't in the game. It was a little disappointing to see, though, that Brandon Parker still kind of being Brandon Parker. And that was a little, you know, I, I think it was Collinsworth at one point made a, made a, a comment about this is good on good. And I was like, you know, I mean, like, and I'm not taking a <laughs> shot at Brandon Parker, but, you know, he's had some challenges in his in his career and uh, and, and especially lining up uh, out there at outside of tackle. So I thought that was a little bit of a question mark. But. But, you know, shout out, much respect to Lester Cotton. That oh, yeah. young man is really climbing the ranks. I mean, I know you guys have talked a lot about it, about like, you know, and and it, and then just doing our own little kind of like dig on it on, on our show the other night. You know, this guy blocked for Josh Jacobs. He blocked for Derrick Henry. He's a member of, uh, of a two-time national champion in Alabama. Like, you know, it's not surprising that he's developing into a legit guard in the NFL. And I know it's one preseason game. I'm not going to get all crazy, but seeing him have the game that he did, um, seeing Tyrone Wheatley Jr. have the game that he did, um, offensive line really seemed to kind of put it together, you know, and seeing, you know, Illuminor out there blowing people up. And, you know, just on the, I think I was on that one Abdullah run, um, you know, just freaking laying it out there, laying guys out there. So I, it was pretty impressive, man. I was, I was excited about that. Yeah, and and to me that was uh, that offensive line and, and and Mo jump in here anytime you want, but that offensive line to me, of course, everybody notices the Brandon Parker getting beat, and we'll we'll talk about Brandon Parker later. But when you look at how that line performed earlier on in the system too, uh, that's what was encouraging to me. Was it perfect? No, we we knew this was going to be ugly. It's a practice, folks. I think fans, you know, it's it's a big national game. You have Chris Collinsworth, who everybody likes to hate on, calling the game with Mike Tirico and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, this is a glorified practice. So it's going to have warts and all. Um, I was really impressed. Mo, what did you feel early on with that offensive line as well? Well, with Murph, I was really encouraged about what I saw, specifically from the interior of the offensive line. And I tweeted this before I got on with you guys. I think the run game would be a lot better. But I wanted to ask Murph. To me, there were a couple of guys who kind of teased me game where they did a couple of things and I just wanted to see a little bit more but before I get into my opinion on that I just want to know if, were there a couple of guys that you were like ah I just if he had just one or two more plays I would have put him as one of the stars of this game yeah Tyra Johnson you know if he comes up with that catch down deep oh, uh, I believe you. that was Stidham that hit him down there I yes. think if he makes that catch that's the guy that's that's jumping out at us um a little disappointed with Keelan Cole kind of you know I kind of go back and forth with that guy 
so much. Um, you know, it's like you just want to see him do good and, and, and it doesn't tend to quite shine the way that you want him to. But, uh, but I think Johnson would be the one. And then, and then, you know, the standout to me too, especially late in the game, the new version of Chris Warren, the <laughs> third is going to be Austin Butler. Like that's your new favorite running back of Raider nation in the off season. And everybody's <laughs> going to be clamoring for him to get a starting role. Although we have 900 running backs in front of him. Yeah. And I mean, I, my notes from the first half, I mean, you guys covered a lot of them and, and the running back position, Mo and I, and I know you guys talked to Murph on your show as well about that running back room. I think a lot of fans, you know, there, a lot of fans were upset. It seemed that Josh Jacobs was playing so much at the beginning, but as Mo kept pointing out Murph, um, you know, he didn't get the fifth year option. And I know people look at Josh Jacobs from previous years and he's a great back, don't get me wrong, but he's kind of out there fighting for playing time. And so I was not surprised by it. Were you surprised by it? No, not really, because of that, of those exact points that you guys made. And, you know, so much has been talked about with the way that Josh McDaniels runs his offense, that he's so diverse in what he does with running backs. And they're, they're so specific to their job. And so then, so you got to have a wide range of talent. And all you had to do is see Abdullah in the open field. And it was like, oh, this is what these plays are supposed to look like when you get, you know, when, so when you think about it, Derek Carr used to get hammered by fans about check down, check down, check down. Well, maybe those things were actually kind of well-designed plays and maybe they just didn't have the talent to, to pull off what the coaches were hoping were going to have. I don't know. That's just a fan comment. But like, to me, when I see Abdullah running in the open field, it's like, oh, no wonder this guy's on special teams. No wonder this guy's going to be returning kicks. No wonder he's going to be catching these, these swing passes and screens and whatnot, because he freaking went off and, and gained yards with that. So I, and especially on that one run where he got to the corner. So, I mean, I think that's awesome. So no, it didn't surprise me one bit. I was a little surprised to see Kenyon Drake at the get the, the 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 secondary carries there to kind of follow up Josh Jacobs. Um, but then uh, and then also, if I could just tag with this too, Zamir White like already wow. impressing. Yeah. Like there was a, there's a world where I mean we could see a lot of split carries as far as the bell cow carries coming between Jacobs and White, um, and then especially on on short yardage. Like he's your third and one guy. I mean that mm -hmm. was impressive. Mo, you talked about so, this a lot the last few weeks. Yeah, he's taking a lot of the words right out of my mouth. I don't have to say anything. Uh, me and Murph are definitely <laughs> on the same page. But when you when you get back, <laughs> we're right here. So, Murph, when you get back on your show, and I know fans can be emotional. Murph is one of the few Raider fans who don't curse at me on Twitter, so I appreciate him for that. But uh, when you when you get back on your show, are are you? Let, let's address the elephant in the room again. Are okay. you are you clamoring for the Raiders to sign another offensive tackle? Did did the Raiders' offensive tackles do enough for you today to? Like, okay, we'll work with these guys, or are you thinking, no, you got to get on the phone and call somebody? I think after what I mean, after just one game, I mean, it's hard to argue that that they haven't done enough. I mean, it's mm -hmm. and especially when our, our best one isn't out there. Uh, you know, the again, I'm not as connected to camp and things as you guys are, but like from everything I read, Carmen Brasillo is doing a great job with the line that you know they're responding with. And then when you see again, you got a guy like Lester Cotton who really you know he's an undrafted guy and he's developing into this you know, legit guard. Like I got to imagine that, you know, we didn't hear any like the big questions about Alex Leatherwood tonight. Ain't nobody was talking about that. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I got to think that we're going to be okay. Like that we've seemed to we seemingly have enough depth there. Um, you know, John Simpson. I mean, like, the, I mean, I think we're, I think, but again, what do I know? I'm just a schmuck in my bonus room. <laughs> oh my gosh oh by the way our good friend and fan from down under uh rossi biddle rossi. 
Uh, his comment on YouTube, he says, I wish I could find someone that looks at me the way DC and Adams looked at each other on the sideline. <laughs> oh, which is so fun, especially since, you know, those guys don't play, but they, they get the interview with Melissa Stark. Um, but, you know, the, one of the things that, that you talked about was kind of guys who, who stuck out. That offensive line, and I texted Mo uh, earlier in the game, and I said, you know, watching the play calling, watching the scheming uh, on the offense – to me, was very refreshing. And it goes back to something we talked about, Murph and Mo, on our show, which was about focus, focus and discipline. And boy, I saw that tonight. You can see the, and it's not a knock on anybody else. It just is different. And you can see that McDaniel's influence already on that team. Yeah, I thought so. You could see a crispness. You know, I used yeah. to say, like, watching a Raider game, in the early game and then watching other games later on, sometimes they look like different sports, you know, because our receivers would be running into each other and there'd be pre-snap penalties and you'd have all this craziness going on. So it's kind of nice uh, to see a team this early, no pre-snap penalties and that crispness despite who, who was out there. Um, really there was only a couple of big, like, things that jumped out you know our, our first off our kicking game is on point those guys are mid-season you know those they're, oh, yeah. they're turning in all-timers between Trent Sig AJ Cole and Daniel Carlson so we got nothing to worry about there and then defensively so it was kind of funny one of the one of the, the flubs that I did notice was that you know we've talked so much about Graham and, and his he's not being married to like any particular set he runs all mm. these different formations and sets and things and I thought at one point early on, I was like, wow, this is kind of early to be running a three-man front. And then all of a sudden, you see Myron Tango Vialoa come running in. And the big old number 69 comes sprinting in from the sideline because he missed his call to go in on the play, which I thought that was kind of funny. But outside of, like, a couple of little things like that, I mean, they looked legit. I mean, they looked tight, I guess, you know? Yeah, no, and, and that that was the point that, that I was going to make, too, uh, here was the fact that um, this team and kind of just the mojo that's around it. We've been talking about it a lot, and you guys have been too. That notice, that difference, the crispness, as you said, Murph, uh, was really uh, special, I thought. And it just points, again, this is a building block. They have the extra preseason game. They have three more to go. Um, and you like to see there. Now, there were things that weren't great, but I want to continue on the positive. Uh, Jarrett Stidham. At quarterback, I've 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 seen fans, uh, other fans, already naming him the number two. Uh, he had a great night. I'm looking at the live stats here. Uh, eight of 15, 96 yards. That's not a that's not a stat he, line that's going to light up that, the board. Not to cut you off, Scott, but he yeah. should have had a touchdown because, as Murph mentioned earlier, yes. if T. Billy calls in that that catch, that's a touchdown. Yeah, his stat line looks a lot better. Yeah, so no I, was, I was I'm pretty high on Stidham after this one. Yeah, no doubt about that. And if you look from a rushing perspective as well, um, uh, and and the the positives there. But Stidham, to me, the thing that I liked about him, and Murph, I want to get your thoughts on this. Were, were his pocket presence was really really good under pressure, and the and the and the broadcasters talked about it. Right, they talked about him staying in the pocket, and then when he had to move out of the pocket. I found him just very smooth, and I think that's got to be just because of that familiarity with the offense from being in New England with McDaniels. 100%. It's got to be, right? Like with anything that we do, and we do it with repetition, we get comfortable, you know, and, and we don't get, you know, in the quarterback's case, they're not going to get happy feet. And like you said, when he did move outside, especially when he got on run, I realized like I can move like that. Like he's, yeah. he can freaking get after it a little bit on the ground. So like 
that very encouraging. And if anything, like that's kind of what you want, right? And your backup, because it's like I know there's going to be some you know hater car people out there that are going to be like, oh, you just start with Derek, you know, whatever that goofy stuff that comes up every year. But like that's clearly not going to be the case. So you just want to have someone that's got the grasp of it in case something happens and Derek can't play for whatever reason. You got a guy that has full control of the offense, full control, and in, in, in terms of of being comfortable again, not going to be commit, committing a bunch of like goofy errors and forcing balls or anything. He's going to, he's going to follow the McDaniels offense. So I think that's incredibly encouraging and he definitely outshined Mullins tonight. There's no doubt. Mo, what'd you think uh, your impressions of Stidham? As I said, I think he had a pretty good night and I'm not like a lot of you, like you said, a lot of people are already naming him the number two quarterback. I think the Raiders are going to pretty much use, just about all their preseason games to decide that number two spot. Cause it's an important spot because God forbid if Derek goes down, that guy has to be in and be ready to play. So I think that's going to come down to the wire, but I did want to get Merce's opinion on the defense. Cause some people brought, to, brought this yes. up to me on Twitter that, Oh, it's not enough sacks. And everyone's looking for the sacks. And sometimes, you know, pressure comes and it doesn't show up on the box score, but Merce brought up a good point about Patrick Graham bringing in different personnel groupings, using a three-man front, using a four-man front. You saw that early, and I think that should get the guys ready for having to switch it up. As you said, talking about Lord running on the field, no, having to know where he has to be at a certain uh, personnel grouping, and I think that's important. But are you worried about the defense at all? Because I think eventually once the guys get healthy, Crosby, Chandler, even Cleve Farrell, if he's healthy enough to get on the field, I think that defense will look a lot better and rack up more sacks. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I 100% think so. And I thought it was interesting, not necessarily in terms of the pass rush, but seeing Nate Hobbs starting on the outside, that was another mm -hmm. thing that, that kind of got my attention. But in terms of like pass rush, like, so we got one sack on the interior. Who was that? Was that Vickers? They got that sack up the yeah. middle. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool to see some interior pressure like that. But as far as on the edge, I guess the only thing I did notice is that you heard fans talk a lot about Malcolm Kuntz, and I was surprised that as much playing time as he got on the edge that he didn't get more pressure on, on the on the quarterback. So I guess that did kind of, you know, stand out a little bit. But at the same time, a lot of Jacksonville tonight, and I don't, I'm not incredibly familiar with the Jacksonville roster, but they were going with their ones on a bunch of stuff in terms yeah. of line, right? So mm -hmm. I mean, so if we we were, you know, had a guy like Malcolm Coots going up against their starting, you know, lineman or whatever. I guess it makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, it would have it would have been nice to see some more pressure. But look at but I mean but, but here's the thing though, and this is where I get I get a little crossed up with Raider fans sometimes. Is that and, and here I am gonna gonna talk about our own. So the thing that drives me nuts is like when things go great, well, let's not harp on the stuff that's like little nitpicky stuff. Like the Raiders overall look great tonight. The vibe was great tonight. Mm -hmm. They looked fresh. The ever the coaches, you can tell you hear about Josh McDaniels and all of his details and all that. You those things were clearly evident tonight. We had younger players stepping up. You know, we had our our draft picks that we just, you know, those guys stepped up. I mean, so, like, let's not get all in our feelings about, like, you know, like, oh, we're going to get up a pass rush. No, but we thumped the freaking Jaguars, like, with <laughs> our backups of, of our backups of guys that are going to be bagging groceries in six weeks. So, like, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I thought it was incredibly encouraging. So, I, I you know, I, I think Raider Nation sometimes could use to have a little bit more grace on when we have good things happen on the field. Yeah, and I think you look at the six penalties overall, many of them came very late. I thought the first half especially was very cleanly played offense and defense when it came to penalties. On the defense, though, as you guys were talking about that as well, the things I was concerned with were you you mentioned Koontz uh, being in there for a lot of time. He had some plays uh, in the second half I thought were better. Um, but there was not a push in the middle. 
which is something that's concerned. Now, again, Bilal Nichols is not there. He's injured. So I think Moe's right about that injury. I think people have to understand that on that defensive front, the defense kept the Jaguars off the field. Now, the Jaguars probably helped a little bit with their, their ineptitude on offense at times. But at the same time, I thought overall defense played pretty well. The intermediate passing game worked for ja the Jaguars in spots, and that worried me a little bit out there. But I think, again, that's that's because of injury, and that's because of the lack of pressure, not only from the edge but in the middle as well. I think they're going to rectify that as the preseason goes on. I really believe you'll see that get better. And and fans who were, as, as Mo said in our show earlier today, you know, don't blow a blood vessel. Uh, about this game some fans were already doing that with the defense but they came up well, big at certain times there were some good pass defenses as well overall and, and so it's 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 yes there needs to be improvement that's why you play these games but overall I agree with you Murph I think it was an excellent performance and it really just set a standard and I think a mood for this team in this preseason to work hard to start to gel as a team and, and to stay disciplined. Yeah. We start getting guys like Petco because I don't even notice that he played tonight, you know, and then you, you mentioned mm -hmm. Nichols was injured, you know, and so we got, we got Billings to go in there. Like there's a lot of room still, a lot of players that we're going to see on Sundays that we didn't see tonight. Uh, take the field. I'll give you one more though, in terms of like the critical point in terms of something that did kind of jump out at me defensively. I did notice Tyree Gillespie didn't wrap up on a couple things. <laughs> and I got to imagine that's just because he's a young player, but you know, that, I, that, that college thing, you know, that thing that, that they do and just trying to go in there and, and knock somebody over. I, I don't work in the NFL and he bounced off of a couple of tackles. And so you'd like to see that young man wrap up and I imagine they'll address things like that. But that was really the only other big thing that kind of jumped out at me. You know, I'm not sure about, about what you guys saw, but, you know, as far as Gillespie seems to be around the ball, which is good, but now yeah. just, you know, finish the play, right? Murph coming with the hard hang analysis. Look at that. <laughs> and this is this this is why we have – I don't even have to say anything. Murph, Murph's got me covered. I don't even have to add anything. I, I got nothing to say. Well, and it, but it, it, again, great though, minds, Mo. We share a brand. But the things you're mentioning, Murph, too, your analysis there is spot on because I felt the last few years you had that sloppiness, right? You might have a guy who had talent, players, the Corey Littletons who sometimes would be on target and miss. You know, I didn't see a lot of really bad plays to where even some of the guys as you started getting lower into the roster and some of these guys who who probably won't be around uh, but still playing hard that's the key that's their ideal around the focus and the culture that they're setting and that's a big deal because hey if you get beat on the field of play but you're playing your best you're not doing things to 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 lose that's a huge get and I think that's what we saw tonight Yeah, 100%. Man, that's what you want to see from your your young guys, right? You want to see yep. them hungry. You want to see them, you know, finishing plays and, and, and going all the way through. And that's what we saw. And, you know, we hadn't – that hasn't always been a hallmark of, of Raiders teams. It hasn't been a hallmark of Raiders teams in the season, let yeah. alone the first game of the preseason when they've been practicing for nine days or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I was, it's got to be encouraging. It's got to be encouraging to Raider fan. Uh, and if it wasn't, then you're going to have a long year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah don't 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 be into self-punishment like uh you know keep going on right, right. um but a ga patriot uh on the comments on youtube says the biggest difference is discipline i think discipline focus absolutely it's noticeable murph before we let you go um not only do you do great content uh, and you and the guys there uh uncle mosh and all the guys uh do such a great job but you also have a great 
uh, feel for the community and for Raider Nation, and you do a lot of good working with with your foundation. Tell everybody about the One Nation Foundation, what they can do to get involved, because I know you're doing a push, and where that money goes. Oh, you're, you're the best. Thank you for asking. Yeah, so uh, the One Nation Foundation is our nonprofit. Uh, we formed it when we realized that we could make money with Raiders Fan Radio, uh, either through direct donations, advertising dollars, merchandise sales, uh, all the money that we generate with our show, 100% of that goes to the One Nation Foundation. And uh, we give to various Raiders-related charities, mainly the Bolitnikoff Foundation. Uh, the Bolitnikoff Foundation funds a place called Tracy's Place of Hope uh, that was built in honor of Fred Bolitnikoff's daughter, Tracy, who was uh, taken from us prematurely back in 1999. Uh, and this facility offers rehabilitative services services uh, for young for young women that are at risk of domestic violence or substance abuse uh, and it's it's an amazing amazing foundation and uh, we're very proud to be partnered up with them and so that's our main uh, outlet for the money but we give it to, to again various GoFundMes and whatnot uh, but anyway so we're gonna we're gonna present a check uh, we're our, headed towards our goal of eight thousand dollars this year we'll present that in December at the Bolitnikoff annual crab feast and uh, so yeah anything that you can do to con to contribute uh, you can go to our uh, our website RaidersFanRadio.com, and there's a One Nation Foundation button on there. You can hit that. It will take you to a PayPal, and uh, you can donate directly there. Or when we do our show on Wednesday nights, we'll auction off items. We'll auction off signed merchandise or whatever, and any of the super chats that we get through our YouTube and any of that, all that goes in and, and contributes to that fund. Uh, or you can go to our T Public site, which again is just go to our go to our website RaidersFanRadio.com, and you can get to any of this stuff. Uh, and you can buy merch, and we have you know different shirts and things, including this. One Nation Foundation shirt, and yep. um, it doesn't cost you anything extra. Man, T Public gives us a kickback. Fanatics gives us a kickback. So, in all that money, uh, we just take it and put it towards the foundation. So, thank you very much for asking. And um, yeah, it's something that we're, uh, we're we're proud to be part of. And it's all about it's 100% our listeners. Um, we're just the vessels. We're just the guys that get to turn on the microphones and talk about it. Uh, it's Raider Nation is the one that that makes it all happen, and we're very thankful for them. Yeah, and again, they step up big time all the time. And thank you for doing that too. Uh, what a great, great cause, and and with Freddie and and the organization and what they do, it's such important work. So we appreciate you doing it. Now, before we let you go, what we want to do is, and I told you this when I was on your show a few weeks ago, the fan cave, all that stuff you see behind yeah. Murph is amazing like and when you watch his show he's got multi-cameras he's got all kinds of I, I don't know how many what do you have like eight cameras in that place yeah five anyways five. Yeah, yeah okay five so i was close so he's got five cameras and, and you can't see it all right now but he's he is awesome and and if you look at mo's background i think we need to get you to mo's house yeah, I know. My, I'm completely bare here. Right? I, ha I have to make sure that I stay on a fine line because if I have anything Raiders in my background, all the Chiefs fans and the Packers fans and the Titans fans that yeah. follow me on Twitter will be like, hey, I thought you were supposed to be objective. How do you got Raider gear in your background? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we'll send you, I'll tell you what, we'll send you some One Nation Foundation gear and you can tell them it's all for the, it's all for charity. It has there nothing to go. do it's with all for the people. That's right. It's all for it's the all people. For the people. All right. Murph, we're going to let you go now. I appreciate you, man. And we'll talk to you next week. I'm looking forward to doing with this, uh, doing this with you all season long. Uh, love your perspective, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, thanks, guys. I'm fired up, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thanks again for having me. Thanks, Murph. All right. There you go. Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Again, make sure you go follow them on, um, on YouTube and uh, subscribe to the channel there and make sure you get, uh, get involved with the foundation as well. Just a great cause. All right, Mo, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to finish up with just some more analysis and talk about the Raiders 
big win, 27-11, if you consider preseason a big win, uh, uh, against the Jaguars here on Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Do not go anywhere.